everyone, and thanks for joining me. I'm Donna Carrick, the host of Dead to Rights, the podcast. I'm here today on behalf of the Maydams and Messieurs of Mayhem to introduce you to Blair Keach. And Blair Keach has a story which will appear in In the Spirit of 13 in the fall of 2022 from Carrick Publishing called To Catch a Kumiho. Blair is a mystery writer. He's based in Toronto. His short story, A Contrapuntal Duet, was selected for the Emerging New Mystery Writer for In the Key of 13 Anthology, which was also from Carrick Publishing. His other short stories include Deadly Cargo in Heartbreaks and Half-Truths, Sleep Perchance to Die in a Grave Diagnosis, and Killings for Sale in Asinine and Assassins. I hope I said that right. His story, Sex, Lies, and Snowmobiles, is part of the 40th anniversary Crime Writers of Canada anthology titled Cold Canadian Crime, which is coming out very soon. And a number of our Maydams and Messieurs will be featured in that anthology. He also has some online stories, including A Crunchy Kind of Death and 300 Miles to Murder, which can be found at darkstormybc.com, as well as Glimmers, which is at Shotgun Honey. So if you want to find out more about Blair, you can go to BlairKeach.com. And thank you for joining us, Blair. I really appreciate it. How are you today? Very well, Donna. And uh, as always, wonderful to speak to you in person and uh, very excited about the uh, 13 Spirits because uh, uh, I've been blessed. Uh, I've been uh, in two of the uh, Carrick Publishing books uh, so far, and this will be my third uh, one. So I was glad to be part of the uh, part of the well, Carrick Family. We're really thrilled to have you. We think that you you bring a, a fresh new voice to everything, and we're really glad to have that. But the burning question of the day is, what is a kumiho? Well, when when you uh, when the call went out for ideas uh, of the latest anthology, came up with with spirits, and then I started thinking about uh, close to home. My wife is Korean, so I, I started to think about uh, Korean legends. And I, I looked into, uh, and it's easy to go down a rabbit hole here because there's so many uh, folklore, uh, but one that really struck me as interesting was the Kimiho. And it is, uh, usually it is a nine-tailed fox uh, that disguises itself as a beautiful woman and uses her allure to uh, seduce and uh, kill, or at least eat out the heart or liver, uh, of of uh, young men, so that was sort of the jumping point, and uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of supernatural in there, but grounded in a traditional mystery. All right, excellent. And the thing is, you know, research research is like crack cocaine for writers, isn't it? You talk oh. about the rabbit hole. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there were so many possibilities, and. And I, at times I love to procrastinate. So research, it was like, oh, I'm working on this story, but uh, I wasn't always writing as as much as I'd like to. But uh, I know, I know, I'm a little bit addicted to research. Um, when I ever I get started on something, the research always just kind of tailspins. It's just, it's so much fun. I love it. You know, they say write what you know, but I say learn about what you want to write. You know, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your characters. Uh, you've got a character by the name of, um, I had some notes here to remind myself. Sorry. You have a character by the name of, let me show how good my memory is, Majarav. Tell me about Majarav. 
so Mata Rav is, and again, it, it, a fun, really fun character to write uh, on that one there. So she may or may not be a Kamiho. And she, she's the, the a detective is hired because uh, uh, one of the characters is concerned that her, her brother is dating a Kamiho. And uh, that's Magia. And again, sort of turning, uh, playing around with the legend a little bit, instead of being um, a, you know, a dark haired uh, Korean, she's actually sort of a blonde Swedish woman, but with very eccentric habits, someone who really enjoys eating meat, for instance. And <laughs> one who, one, uh, a person, when she sort of enters the room, there's sort of an electric ripple in it and animals act a little strangely around her. So the detective is like, hmm, maybe there, there's something up with her. And that's part of the, the, uh, the mystery itself. Is mm -hmm. And part of the allure of her. She is very seductive. But so is your other character, Sujin. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, red herring as soon as I, I thought about Sujin. <laughs> because, you know, we're talking about this seductive uh, Kumiho and there is Sujin right there at the front. Exactly. Sujin is, is I would also say, very seductive in her own way. And, you know, I, I, th I think with a lot of mysteries, you know, it's what is real, what is the hidden personality of a character. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you know, I, I think, or I hope at least, that as the story progresses, you sort of view Sujin in different ways. Uh, mm -hmm. She sort of starts off as, you know, almost sort of like a university student in her demeanor and her appearance. And then she becomes a little bit more uh, sophisticated. And then at times she seems be very manipulative. You're, you're wondering, is she manipulating or is there an emotional spark between her and the character? So someone mm -hmm. that I, I hope mm -hmm. keeps her, her perspective the, the reader's perspective, at least, I hope, keeps shifting through the story. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is not easy to do in a short story, but uh, it's something that's really fun for the reader when things do move around a little bit. And Jiho, of course, is the potential victim of the Kumiho. Tell us about Jiho. Uh, Jiho, again, sort of uh, touching upon my, my own family, uh, Jiho is my son's middle name. So uh, he has, uh, after he was born, we consulted with the relatives on my wife's side in Korea. And it was almost like astrology to a certain extent, they gathered information on the time he was born, where he was, was born. Was it numerology? Did, did you apply on, numerology? Almost, uh, similar to numerology to a certain extent. And then they came up with like three different, you know, auspicious or good luck names that could be his middle name. Um, and, and I like Jiho because one, it was one of the names that I could pronounce accurately in Korean. <laughs> and it also felt, flowed well with it, with his, uh, first name, Adrian and things like that. So for this character, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to name after Jiho. But again, Jiho is, is one of these characters, uh, again, um, I think he might be overshadowed by the female characters and, and perhaps rightly so. But again, you sort of change his perspective. You wonder, is he, is he being manipulated? Um, is he being truthful? And like any mysteries, it's like, who's telling the truth or mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. on that one there? Because um, he, you, you realize that he is a very uh, 
savvy business person. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can't really take him, um, you can't underestimate him in, in, in many ways. But again, well, it's things beautifully come written, Blair. It's really oh, a beautifully you. written story. And I hope that, that uh, listeners and readers will come to it when In the Spirit of 13 comes out and will look for To Catch a Kumiho by Blair Keach because it's beautifully written. It deserves to be widely read. And this is the thing I find about your stories is that they're very smart. Um, I really liked a contrapuntal du- duet. I know I'm saying that wrong, you know. <laughs> as soon as you get on camera, all your words go upside down and backwards. <laughs> That's what happens. But I loved it. It was so clever. And it went from character's viewpoint to character's viewpoint so seamlessly. And uh, it just carried the reader right through to the conclusion, which I'm not going to give away. Because our listeners can find that in In the Key of 13, which is already widely available. So look for that. Um, And tell me a little bit about the story you've got coming out in a a cold Canadian crime. Uh, That that is, I think, sort of a very quintessential Canadian story and and I don't don't even think I realized this as a, as I was writing it but it does involve uh, a cold climate a good part of the book takes place in in Sault Ste. Marie uh, it does involve uh, snowmobiles and it involves uh, forged hockey cards so <laughs> really, I'm not too sure how much more Canadian I could, could make it so think um, Bob and Doug McKenzie but with an edge exactly, exactly. <laughs> And you know, one of one of the fun things about this story is that, uh, without giving it away, uh, I started with, and I usually sort of improvise my stories a lot. And as you you know, are you a planner or a plotter or a pantser? And I'm I'm very much a, a, a pantser. Uh, in this story, for this particular story, um, I, I I had this scene in uh, my mind, which is actually the last scene in the story. And I kind of worked backwards on that. And again, even though, uh, you know, for a short story, you only have a little bit of time to establish the characters. I really liked the uh, characters in this one because the, uh, the central character is a, uh, is a con man who, to a great degree, you should be not like, or, you know, his actions are, are, are you know, immoral at times, mm-hmm. uh, but, I, I wanted to write him with a uh, with a, uh, a sort of a sympathetic lens to him, uh, and then uh, the idea of pulling off a con. But you know, as anything, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect con, and there's always going to be no. you know twists and turns. So it was a fun story to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. I can't wait to read it. And that's in Cold Canadian Crime, which is coming out soon. So wherever you are in the world, I want you to know that our writers and artists, we're a match for anyone in the world. And I don't say that just out of sheer conceit. I have met and read and enjoyed so many Canadian writers. And uh, my husband and I are also in love with Canadian painters. So look for our art because you'll find that you're going to enjoy it. I really hope that you'll look for Blair Keach. Um, Blair, just remind listeners where they can find you, what your website address is. Sure. Uh, my, my website is Blair Keach, one word, uh, dot com. Uh, and it has links to uh, the books uh, talking about uh, larger works in progress and latest releases. And uh, I'm hoping to start a, a monthly newsletter 
when I can find the time. And, and <laughs> when you can find the time. I'm talking about larger works, what are you working on? Uh, I'm work I, I am working on a longer uh, novel. It's called Flight Risk. And uh, I worked in the aviation uh, airline business for years. And again, the, the uh, part of the idea comes from my time in, in the airline industry. Uh, but uh, I'm not too sure what my word count is there right now, but I'm uh, certainly uh, well ha past the halfway point. I remember we talked about the premise for, for flight risk before, and uh, it does sound fascinating. I cannot wait till it comes out. So that's going to be a real treat to see. Nope. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Blair. I really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to, to having this book out and, and all of us being able, I hope, to get together in person to celebrate. Oh, that would be lovely. And, and again, it's such a, uh, an honor to be part of 13 Spirits and to be, you know, in the company of such fine writers as yourself. And we other, are a pretty good group. Dams in this year's. They're, they're uh, a really talented uh, group of people. And it's, uh, as I say, it's wonderful to be uh, part of uh, such fine company. Thank you. I agree. But then again, I'm biased. <laughs> Never be in the same boat for free, yet it rides. <laughs> 